Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to another episode of We Run the North, where this week we're going to talk about the free agency acquisitions by the teams made in the AFC North this week. A lot, a lot of action going on as far as free agency going on in the NFL in general, and specifically we'll talk about again the AFC North. Who shall we talk about first? Let's go with the Baltimore Ravens. Let's talk about the Ravens first. So... The Ravens made a couple different acquisitions. One of them didn't go through. They thought they were getting Ladarius Smith back from Green Bay. He was coming back home, and he agreed to, I believe, a four-year, $35 million contract with incentives. And then the next day, he backed out. Didn't happen. So he has yet to sign anywhere else, but he backed out on Baltimore. I think they thought they were probably getting that, you know, him coming back to Baltimore after being going to Green Bay for a couple of years and kind of replacing Matthew Judon, who left last year to go to New England. They kind of missed that edge rusher. And they, like I said, they thought they were filling a hole on their roster and getting them back, but he decided against that. I think maybe he might've saw Von Miller's contract and now that he's Von Miller, but I believe Von Miller got like six years, $120 million. And he was signing four years for $35 million with a few incentives. He probably said, he probably thought he could do better. 
So he backed out. The Ravens did sign Marcus Williams, safety from the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, this guy's been good for a few years, Marcus Williams has. He's been he's 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 been really good. He he was the guy in the Minnesota Miracle that catch Case Keenum, who got traded to the Browns back at quarterback got traded yesterday. We'll get into that. But Case Keenum, when Case Keenum passes to Stephon Diggs, uh Marcus Williams is the guy whose whose hands the ball went through and Diggs got him and scored the touchdown to win that playoff game about three years ago, I believe. Maybe four years ago. I think three years ago. So you know he's he'll he'll get in there and start his safety. I believe they let uh is it Deshaun Elliott go? Um the other safety that was back there. So he he'll probably be re replacing him. Baltimore has not yet re-signed and maybe won't resign Calais Campbell. They're looking at a at a player named Michael Pierce to try and boost up the pass rush. So, you know, those, those are just some some different options on as far as Baltimore's free agency goes. I don't think they're going to be signing back uh, the cornerback, um, Marcus Peters. I don't think they're going to bring Marcus Peters back. I think they'll probably – they'll maybe go corner in the draft. If not, maybe O-line is a typical Baltimore pick. But – uh. They also signed tackle because, you know, our ex-Steeler, Andrew Villanueva, retired. Didn't have a really good year last year. So they actually picked up Morgan Moses, former Washington Redskins, Washington football team, now commanders football player, offensive tackle. Uh, he played with the Jets last year, and they picked, they picked him up. He'll probably step in. And, and replace Villanueva on a tackle, a right tackle. Uh, Deshaun Elliott was a safety I was talking about that uh, Marcus Williams will probably replace. Just some other Baltimore free agents. Uh, Justin Houston, they they may they may let him go. Pernell McPhee, running back Latravius Murray and Devontae Freeman and linebacker L.J. Fort. So Baltimore has a, has, has a lot of free agents that they can decide to let go or just, just let the market dictate their value and try and sign some of them back. But right now, the only new additions are Morgan Moses and Marcus Williams. So, you know, Baltimore is going to have to try and uh, – pick up the fifth-year option on Lamar Jackson or try and negotiate a contract for him also. And after the signing of Deshaun Watson and a $230 guaranteed money that he's going to get, I think the quarterback market will change. I mean, Lamar Jackson might be looking for a lot of money and guarantees. Maybe not $230 million, but the biggest portion of his, of his contract, he may be looking for that. In the live trap, just want to say hello, Kathy, Kathy for Reed from sunny, sunny Kansas. Yeah, let's go Steelers. 
And B Dirt, what's up, B Dirt? B Dirt is a friend of my podcast, the Know It All podcast. Cincinnati Bengals fans. We're going to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals here in just a minute, B Dirt. Steeler Nation, Steeler Steel Curtain, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Um, so, you know, that's kind of the rundown as far as the Baltimore Ravens and their free agency situation, where, where they stand right now and what they may be looking to do. Now let's uh, check out, talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Cincinnati Bengals, they've made Joe Burrow a happy, happy quarterback. Uh, they picked up, well, word just out, breaking news, is they're looking to sign Lavelle Collins, tackle from the Dallas Cowboys. Looking to sign him. Perhaps today, uh, Lavelle Collins has been a has been a, a Pro Bowl cornerback. Like I said, for the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas is doing a lot of cost cutting measures, and they may they may cut him. Well, they couldn't facilitate a trade, so they released him, and now he may be signing with the Cincinnati Bengals. So, in addition to potentially signing Lavelle Collins. The Bengals also signed. Um, let me just check, make sure I'm telling the right name. They also signed Alex Kappa. He's a uh, center from the from the New England Patriots, and they also signed Ted Karras, who was a guard coming from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's one of the things the Bengals need to do was kind of beef up that old line you know how we remember how burrow was sacked nine times in the titan game they pulled that out he was sacked like seven times in the super bowl by aaron Donald and the boys so you know that that was kind of one of cincinnati's shortcomings was that old line and it looks like they shorted up they got some really good players up there um i'm also seeing where they may be interested in signing stefan gilmore the former New England Patriot who finished out last year with the Carolina Panthers. We know Gilmore was a uh, defensive player of the year a couple of years ago. Uh, he's a really, really good cornerback playing in New England system. He's a free agent. And it, it's looking like he could be leaning towards signing with the Bengals. You make a Super Bowl and you got a lot of clout as far as free agents go and you have a quarterback like Joe Burrow. People want to come play there. Just trying to look at some of the comments in the live chat. Uh, the Did the Bengals sign Hayden Hurst on a one-year deal? Hayden Hurst that was formerly with Atlanta Falcons. That's what B. Dirt is saying in the live chat. Um... Okay. Let's see. So that's what the Bengals have going on. Um, no other real free agency moves of note. But like I said, there uh, they did get those uh, some of those linemen, Karis, Kappa, 
and tight end Hayden Hurst. It's official. I'm looking at the Bengals free agent tracker website. So some of their free agents that they have, they did they did resign their own backup quarterback, Brandon Allen, and cornerback Eli Apple. I believe they signed defensive tackle BJ Hill also. So you know they're trying to they're trying to make some moves to stay in contention, and you better make these moves to stay in contention because the ASC North is probably next year going to be the second toughest division in football behind the AFC West. I'm still going to, get, going to give the nod to the AFC West as it stands right now. But the AFC North isn't that far behind. And like I said, Cincinnati Bengals are just trying to fill in some of the gaps where they had trouble at last year. And it looks like they did a good job with that. They, they should have if they do sign Lavelle Collins, they'll have three new starting offensive linemen next year. That's three-fifths, 60% of the offensive line on a team that went to the Super Bowl. I don't believe they've lost anybody of note outside of they, – they did franchise tag Jesse Bates also. So I believe they lost one defensive lineman. I can't remember where he went. They did lose one defensive lineman and like a – their fifth cornerback to the, I believe, to the Raiders, uh, Darius Williams. So now the team who's, who's, who surprised us and made the biggest move in free agency, not the most moves, just the biggest moves, I would say is the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland's free agency period started out really messy, really messy. They um they let Jarvis Landry go. Uh, they haven't signed Jadavion Clowney back. They cut tight end Austin Hooper. They traded for Amari Cooper. And the Browns needed another number one receiver after losing Odell Beckham. But I feel like the move to get Cooper. Cooper is a solid, solid, solid is the word, contributor. But being in a division, if they still were planning on playing Baker Mayfield at quarterback, I feel like Amari Cooper would have been less threatening than what Odell Beckham would have been at receiver. I don't know about you guys, but o OBJ scared me because he always had the potential of, of breaking a big play anytime the ball was snapped. And Amari Cooper is a, is a really, really good receiver, really good numbers, but he's not the game-breaker that OBJ is and would have been. I guess I'm glad, you know, that they got that they got rid of OBJ before they got Deshaun Watson because that would be scary because he would, he would definitely know how to use OBJ. So, like I said, they, they traded for Deshaun Watson – Baker Baker Mayfield wrote a dear a dear Abby letter to uh on Twitter to all the Cleveland Browns fans. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm feeling I, I'm feeling pretty bad. You know, I gave you my all. He was, you know, play the violin, Baker. You know, but uh, yeah. So, but he, he and he did that because they were heavily involved in the in the Deshaun Watson 
Deshaun Watson, uh, trying to acquire Deshaun Watson among other teams, among Atlanta, Carolina, and New Orleans, and Cleveland were the four players. So at the, begin at the beginning of the week when this was going on, which is this is when Baker, Baker wrote his Dear Abby letter. Turns out Deshaun Watson and his agent let Cleveland know that they weren't in the running. It came down between, I'm pretty sure, Atlanta and New Orleans, which makes sense because geographically, he well, he's from Atlanta. He was a ball boy for the Atlanta Falcons when he, when he was younger. And New Orleans is close in proximity. It's in the South. And they have a really good roster, which, you know, with a, with a strong defense, with Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas coming back healthy. Uh, they did lose lose their coach, Sean Payton, but Dennis Allen has been a coach before, and he's been down there and been in the been the defensive coordinator for some years now. So, turns out Atlanta, nor Atlanta nor New Orleans, excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, were willing to guarantee all the money. Cleveland, Andrew Barry, Cleveland's general manager. And Deshaun Watson and his agent had developed a semi-nice semi relationship during the talks earlier in the week. So when neither New Orleans or Atlanta were going to guarantee the money, Cleveland came through and, and had a trade package that Houston would accept, three first-round picks, a second-round pick, and a fourth-round pick for Deshaun Watson. Doing that, Cleveland was willing to, to tear up Deshaun's old contract with uh, Houston, which was for basically, I believe at the time, it was like five years, $150 million. I believe he was making like $35 million a year. They were willing, when he, when he waived no trade clause, to, to tear up that contract and sign a new one for five years, $230 million, fully guaranteed the largest fully guaranteed amount ever in NFL history. I believe before that, the, the largest amount was 84 million fully guaranteed that Kirk Cousins got a few years ago. But now this is the new bar, five-year, $230 million. Cleveland has pushed all their chips to the center of the table. And, you know, it's kind of the most important position is, the, is finding a franchise quarterback. If everything goes okay as far as the civil suit, and he gets all his legal legal situation taken care of, he may be a great quarterback. He hasn't played in a year, so we haven't seen him in a while. And when he comes back, he'll probably have to face some type of suspension from the NFL. I'm thinking maybe four to six games. Not quite sure what that'll be. We'll see. But Deshaun Watson is the piece that can put you in instant contention. So now among having the Baltimore Ravens with a former MVP and generally perennial playoff uh, contender and attendee, really, actually Baltimore outside this past year. We got Cincinnati, just went to the Super Bowl. Now we got the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't have to trade any players. When Russell Wilson got traded to the Denver Broncos, Denver had to send some had to send draft picks and players to Seattle. I thought that there would be some players uh, going to Houston in this in this trade, but no, just three first-round picks, the second and the fourth. 
you know, that can kind of set Cleveland back. But Cleveland's kind of ready to win now. I mean, they still have they still have Miles Garrett on defense, probably the third best defensive player in the NFL behind TJ Watt and Aaron Donald. You know, they got some good pieces on defense, have some good corners. Uh Greedy Williams on one side, uh, Ward, Denzel Ward, cornerback out of Ohio State. They have the Newsome, the kid they drafted last year in the first round, <coughs> excuse me, from uh, Northwestern, first round pick. The kid they got, uh, Awusa Kuamoa, uh, the kind of the, the hybrid safety linebacker from Notre Dame, who would have been a first round pick last year, but he was dealing with some. Uh, had reports of some issues with his heart at the time. So he, he fell to the second round. Cleveland took a chance. He played really well last year. They still have that, that, that offensive line. They did let Trotter, their center go, but they still have the other four, four of the four of the five pieces of the offensive line. Still have Nick Chubb, still have Kareem Hunt. They signed uh, David Njoku. They uh, tagged him. So he got the he got the tight end tag. So he's he's a weapon, and they have the tight end Harrison Bryant. Um, they like I said, they did let Austin Hooper go. Turns out now, so they got Deshaun Watson. They realize they need to get some weapons back. So they're trying to to negotiate a deal to bring Jarvis Landry back. Maybe he'll take less money. Maybe they'll ex- extending longer years and more money so they so they can you know get some other stuff under the cap. But they're looking to get him back, and they're looking now. They're looking to bring Jadavion Clowney back. The Browns are going all in. They traded Case Keenum to the Buffalo Bills yesterday for a seventh round pick and signed Jacoby Brissett. I like that move. I like Jacoby Brissett better than Case Keenum. Um, Brissett, Brissett will probably, obviously, probably be the guy that will play quarterback for Cleveland uh, once Watson is potentially probably suspended. Hopefully one of our two games against the Browns next year is during that time we get Jacoby Brissett one of the games and not Deshaun Watson two of the games. But like Cam Hayward said when Watson signed and was traded to the Browns, like, hey, we welcome all the smoke in the division. That's what Cam said, you know. We don't back down and run from nobody. Just it's the AFC North, so bring it. But Watson's gonna make that a lot tougher. That's all I that, that's all I want to say about that one. Um, and now we can we can briefly talk about our free agent moves. You know, the guys, the guys here on the on the BTSC network have been talking about these moves all week and stuff. So now, but we'll just briefly, we'll just briefly recap them and I'll give you my perspective on on how I feel about some of the moves. So let's talk about the new guys. The new guys. We we brought in Mitch Trubisky. Um it's a it's a low risk high high reward move to bring in Mitch. I wasn't I wasn't necessarily a fan of it the first couple of days of free agency, but now the idea of it has kind of grown on me. And I think Mitch is probably the type of quarterback this offense needs. And, and especially if we weren't going to trade three first round picks or trade for Jimmy Garoppolo or Carson Wentz. And I probably would take Mitch Trubisky over Carson Wentz. 
But Jimmy Garoppolo would have cost us a pick or two, not first round picks, but a pick or two. And he he would he had like that $28 million cap hit. So right there, that makes me not, not a fan of Mitch because not a fan of Jimmy Garoppolo being traded here because with Mitch and this two-year $14 million deal with the centers gives us a lot more money to fill in some of these other holes that we were able to fill in. So, and then, you know, Mitch has a winning record as a quarterback, 29 and 21 as a starter in his time in Buffalo. Uh, Matt Nagy, the coach, the coach there, was people are really saying that he didn't he didn't use Trubisky properly. He tried to he tried to force a square peg into a round hole and try and make Mitch the quarterback that he wanted to run his system and not do what good coaching does. And that's and that's de- develop develop a system around the around the, the strengths and skills of your players. So hopefully Mitch Trubisky and Matt Canada can get together, devise an offense that works for Mitch. Um, I'm also thinking that there'll, that there'll be a competition come Trent, camp, camp between Trubisky, Mason Rudolph still, and Dwayne Haskins. And I feel like the odd man out, which probably won't be Mitch, but between Haskins and Rudolph will probably be traded. I don't know, for, for a low-round pick. But, yeah, so – I'm looking forward to to the offense, you know, uh, with a lot of a lot of motion, a lot of pre snap motion, a lot of a lot of jet sweeps, some some bootlegs, some quarterback rollouts, a lot of stuff under center, you know. For years, probably eighty percent of our offensive snaps, Big Ben was in the shotgun. I, th- I think it'll be a nice different look. I think it'll benefit Najee to have a quarterback that can that can kind of. Be, be a little mobile and roll out and move and be a threat in the RPO game. It'll, it'll benefit the passing game as well, too. You know, you run that play action. We get some, we get running good with Najee a few plays. Mitch, Mitch threatens the line of scrimmage with the RPO roll out and pass. I think, I think we're looking for a, a new, a new look offense. I expect us to maybe look something like the 49ers have looked for the past few years with Mitch serving the roles as what Jimmy Garoppolo has done to get them to a Super Bowl and to an NFC championship game. And Mitch is a, probably a better athlete than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, elsewhere, new guys we acquired on the offensive line, James Daniels. I like James Daniels. I wanted – James Daniels is the, one of the only free agents that I that I wanted that I was right about that the Steelers did go acquire. Um he can play guard, both positions, left and right, and center. Uh, he played – he's actually from Northeast, Northeast Ohio too, just like Mitch. Shout out to Northeast Ohio. That's where I'm from. But, yeah, he's uh, from Boardman, Ohio, right outside of Youngstown. I went to Iowa. He's uh, been in the league for four years, so he's experienced, and he's still young, only 24 years old. He was all big team when he was at Iowa. He started a lot of games for the Bears, and I think he's he's a he's a mauler. He's a he's a he's a nasty guy. Though in his press conference, he seemed really nice, but he's he's a nasty guy on the football field. And I think I think him being at one of the guard positions will open up a lot of stuff for Najee Harris. Um, the other acquisition was Mason Cole. 
Mason Cole can play guard. He, he's best suited as center. Uh, I'm not sure well, where he'll fit in yet. Three years, $15 million. He's, he's making money. The thing is, the other guys on Steelers' offensive line, when we talk about the competition, we got Dodson, we got Kendrick Green, both of which are on rookie contracts. And even though Mason Cole was signed three years for $15 million, he still can be potentially be a starter at center or guard or be depth. And you don't feel bad about paying that much for depth, that three-year $15 million, when you have when you have Kendrick Green and Dotson competing and they're both on rookie contracts. Dan Moore's rookie contract too. So right now, hopefully Pat Meyer coaches the O-line up and we get great value from this O-line for a few years. We're paying Chooks, we're paying Daniel, and we're paying Cole a little bit. But all the rest of the linemen, Dan Moore, Dotson, Kendrick Green, uh, I believe they I believe they bring Hassenhauer back. I mean, all those guys are making a lot of money, so we can have open competition and put the best five on the field and feel okay about any of the the, the guy. The only guys we know are starting where they're starting probably is Daniel and Chooks because they're making big money, but everybody else is open and camp interchangeable, and we'll see how that goes. I like right now. I don't think the Steelers have given up on Kendrick Green. They spent the third-round pick on him. I believe he can be a talented kid. Uh, he's not quite tall enough. He needs to get a little stronger. He can do that the offseason. Uh, word has it, you know, we've seen that he he's working was working out with Marquise Pouncey. Hopefully, hopefully uh, Mr. Miyagi Pouncey is teaching Danielson, the Karate Kid reference, uh, Daniel's son would be Kendrick Green is teaching him something. And he comes back to camp this year ready to go and we have a true competition at the position. Uh, we also brought in Levi Wallace on the defensive side of the ball. We're letting Probably letting Joe Hayden go unless he doesn't find the market and he comes back to the Steelers for very, very cheap. But I like Levi Wallace. Uh, he played at Alabama with Minka Fitzpatrick. He was undrafted, but he got to Buffalo, earned a earned a position on the team, and sometime late in year one, he was called upon to start. And he's done he's done a really good job. He's been a solidified starter for the past couple of years now, and I believe coming to our defense, he'll 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 be a he'll be an added addition. Uh, I believe he plays he 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 plays zone best. So he'll he'll be on that side on that side taking care of that side of the field. Um, or one of our own free agents we signed back was Akello Witherspoon. I like that. I like bringing him back. Akello started to was starting to really play at the end of the year, play like a number one corner. So I'm glad we have those both those guys on the corners. Another another new guy we brought in was uh, Miles Jack. And uh, you're right, Josh Parker. Miles Jack, I think, was probably the best signing because coming out of college, coming out of UCLA in 2016, 2017, um, 2016, he was, uh, man, he was a monster at UCLA. He probably would have been a first round pick. He fell to the second round. 
he has some issues, some questions, you know, how will questions come up at the combine, uh, medical questions about his knee. So people, so teams weren't 100% sold on his health. Well, got drafted by Jacksonville, I believe, in like or the early second round, like pick 36 or something like that, I believe. And he's been there for his whole career. But Miles Jack hasn't missed many games with an injury. He's he's been had the best ability, which is availability, since he's been in the NFL. Coming out, he was a great he was a great linebacker. He's a running hit linebacker. Gets to the ball. Uh, he forces fumbles and causes turnovers. Gets interceptions. He's just all over the field. And I can't wait to see him paired with hopefully a rejuvenated, healthy Devin Bush coming back for his second year off his ACL injury. That paired with uh, the new defensive coordinator, Terrell Austin, and the input from Mike Tomlin as per usual, and the, the input from Brian Flores, I think this defense is going to be something to be reckoned with. Um, Alex Highsmith coming back on his on getting his third year jump. TJ Watt coming back healthy off a of defensive player of the year. Hopefully we get to it back. Cam Hayward, Tyson, Tyson Alua. And uh, you know, I, I like the re-signing of Montrevious Adams. I thought he played really good at the end of the year last year. So I like that re-signing. And you know, coming back with louder milk. And maybe we draft D-line early just to get some youth in the room. Um, we did lose, back to offense, we did lose three of our receivers. We lost Juju. Juju will be missed. I mean, Juju was, production-wise, the past few years, wasn't necessarily the best receiver, the best stealer, but but Juju was cut from stealer cloth. I mean, he had his things with social media and the dancing and TikTok and all that stuff. But Juju was cut from Steeler Claus, and I think we'll we'll miss Juju just just from a mindset and mentality uh, mindset and mentality kind of kind of perception in in the in in the room, the wide receiver room. Um, James Washington is gone. James Washington signed with the Dallas Cowboys. Juju signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Said he's going to play with Patrick Mahomes, and we got Ray Ray McLeod who's going to San Francisco and Ray Ray got a two year, $3.5 million a year. That could be up to worth to $10 million with incentives. I think Ray Ray, um, we were waiting to see what the market was going to do for him and, and San Francisco overpaid for him. But I'm, I say they overpaid for him because come in comparison to how we use Ray Ray, which is mostly as a returner. He did get a lot of, a lot of reps at receiver at the end of the year. You know, when the receiver room was was short and Juju was hurt and, you know, guys were in and out. But I think Kyle Shanahan is going to is going to use Ray Ray a lot more in that offensive scheme that they used there than we did in Pittsburgh, which that's where his incentives will come in to where he can make up to that to that 10, 10 million dollar, uh, you know, in with incentives, that contract. Um. Have I missed anybody else that, that that we signed? We signed Trubisky, Trubisky, Daniels, Mason Cole. Oh, the kick returner, Olafsheski from New England. Not 
too familiar on him. It sounds like a good signing. He was a Pro Bowl kick returner in 2020. I mean, so he'll come in and step right in for, for Juju. I don't think he plays a lot of receivers. I, I looked him up. looked like he had about nine or ten career receptions. But if he gives a boost that special team and can run punts and kicks back, we're looking good with that signing as well. Um, we still need a strong safety, and we probably need to get a veteran wide receiver. So we'll see what this week brings in in regards to the to the rest of the free agency. Um, a lot of talk about Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. I'd love to see him come and have him and Mika paired together. That would be nice, but that would be costly. Honey Badger is going to cost a little bit of money. Um, I would also be okay with bringing Edmonds back. I like Terrell Edmonds. He's solid. He's not going to give you all the splash plays. not going to you know, force a whole lot of fumbles and make a whole lot of interceptions, but he's going he's going to play solid. He's going to match up well with some of the some of the tight ends, and he's he's a he's a he's a solid tackler. So he you know, and him and Minka played together for three years now, so you get that continuity and that rapport that they already have continuing on. So I wouldn't mind seeing Edmonds back. I would love to see a Honey Badger, and I would even be okay with Jabril Peppers. He's still available. Uh, played early for the for the Cleveland Browns, got traded to the Giants in the Odell Beckham trade, been there for a few years, was All-American in Maryland. Him and Mika Fitzpatrick uh, were rivals in high school football together in New Jersey. Uh, Jabril Peppers was the man. He's a year older than Mika. Then Mika came along and Mika was the man. So I wouldn't mind seeing those two paired together also. I think that could be a good pairing. Jabril Peppers is really good in the box. He come up to the line of scrimmage. Still has 4-4 speed. He could be a good addition. So um, and far as far as receivers go, uh, veteran, veteran receivers that are potentially available. If we wanted to go more of a slot guy, we're going to get Jamison Crowder. He's available, playing for the New York Jets. I wouldn't mind getting a – trying to see what Julio wants or A.J. Green wants. I mean – Five years ago, those guys were best receivers in the league. And they come to us and wouldn't have to do a lot as far as production on the field. I mean, they command a certain amount of respect and have a certain amount of gravitas on the field. And people, the defenses have to respect them. But they wouldn't be asked to do a lot but mentor the room. I mean, you get a guy like A.J. Green or a guy like Julio Jones in the same wide receiver room with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, and whoever we draft, I got a feeling we might go wide receiver first round if one of those really good wide receivers are available. But if you get one of those one of those veterans like that who's been around a while, who's been to, at the top of the game, at the at the pinnacle of the game, I think there's there's a lot of value in that. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of what's going on in free agency in the AFC North. So now for just a couple of minutes, I'll check out the live chat and try and answer a couple of questions, and then we'll get on out of here. Uh, thanks for joining us on Behind the Steel Curtain and this episode of We Run in North. If you, if you like the content, uh, like and subscribe on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and, you know, we'll go from there. My, my name is Kevin Tate. I'm a guest contributor. Uh, I'm from the Know It All podcast. We, I do my own podcast 
every Sunday evening, probably shortly after this one today, about 6.30, uh, live on YouTube. Check us out if you can. But right now, to the live chat, see if we can't uh, take a couple comments, answer a couple questions. Uh, Michael O'Malley, Juju's career is over. You think so? I don't think Juju will ever reach what he did his first and second year in Pittsburgh. He's a lot of injuries, getting that knee drained every week. He's just not that guy. And, you know, I took up for Juju more than anybody when A.B. first left. At the time, I was saying there's no reason, and this is what retrospect does. I can look back and, excuse me, see how foolish I sound. I said, I said to people at the time, three years ago, mind you, there's no reason Juju can't be like Keenan Allen. Wow. I said that. Can't believe I said that. Juju was nothing close to Keenan Allen. But again, at the time, I think I think he'll he'll find a role in that Kansas City offense. I mean, granted, he'll definitely not be getting the targets that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kels gets. But I believe they lost Byron Pringle. And, you know, I think Juju is a nice physical physical slot option. Um, he'll he'll give them at least at least up to, not that he gave a lot, but what Sammy Watkins was gave him a few years ago. At the time, I think Sammy Watkins was making like $16 million a year. Juju was making $10 million. So in comparison, that's a bargain. But we'll we'll see what Juju does. Uh yeah. Steel Curtis, right? Juju's only like 25. Michael O'Malley said, I never said Juju. Did I misread something? Oh, Julio. My bad. I thought you, I thought you said Juju. These glasses, these glasses. But uh, yeah, Julio, Julio could be done. Julio could retire. But if Julio comes back, is healthy. If Julio's healthy, his ham, hamstring gets back to 100%. You know, like I said, the production would have to be a lot. I just think Julio has something to contribute to give back to the game, man, you know, to kind of just pass some of the tips and techniques and training methods of being an all-pro to some of these younger guys. I mean, they haven't had that in the room. I mean, these guys have – our guys have always been young. Juju at 24 was the veteran the whole time that – that Claypool's been there, that Deontay's been there. Uh, James Washington is gone now. I feel like he was never given a real chance. And I think he'll probably fit in real good in Dallas uh, playing third third fiddle to Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb. But, yeah, you know, just, just my personal opinion. I think if Julio's healthy, he could give something. And it might not be in production on the field. It may just be in what he can give back to the game. Uh Looking at some of these other comments. Right. Brian Brown says there are so many receivers, so many receivers in the draft. Steelers just saving money. I think so too. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't assign Juju for $10 million. And if we could get a receiver like Chris Olave, Drake London, uh, I'm not I like the bigger receivers. I know Jahan Dotson from Penn State is really good. He's smaller. If I was picking between the smaller receivers, that would be Dotson and uh Chris Olave. I probably go Chris Olave. 
but they both were all Big Ten receivers. So, um, wow, Michael, my Juju is a, is a stud. Period. Okay. Steel Curtain, another number 10 quarterback in Pittsburgh reminds me of Cordell Stewart. I don't think Mitch has the speed that Slash does. Well, I think Mitch is probably a better passer than what Cordell Stewart was. And keep in mind, Cordell Stewart took us to an AFC championship. I mean, he was a winning quarterback in Pittsburgh. Uh, G-Boy, Hellum, Burke, Tra Traylon Burke. I like Traylon Burke. Um, I think with him from, from Arkansas, uh, they said he could be a Debo Samuel type, but he tested slow. I believe he ran like a four or five. He's a big body, and I like that. He probably would be good in the slot, but he doesn't bring that explosiveness that I think the offense is looking for. But he's definitely a good good receiver and a good offensive piece to just put on the field. Um, Pickens. I like Pickens from Georgia, too. Pickens was dealing with a lot of injuries the past couple of years, but he was as early in his career, he was on pace to be a first round receiver, perhaps the best receiver. But, uh, you know, we'll see. The draft is coming up in about six weeks. All these pro days are going on right now. Tomlin and Colbert and the guys were at Georgia's pro day. Obviously, everybody was at Georgia's pro day. And Clemson's pro day was this week, it was last week. This week coming up, I believe Wednesday is Ohio State's pro day. So we'll be there. And we'll we'll see what 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 shakes out from that. Um, Ohio State has some other players that nobody's talking about. I know because I'm a Ohio State fan. Uh, I like uh, the defensive lineman Haskell Garrett. He's a good defensive lineman. Puts me in mind of Montrevious Adams. He probably be gotten in like the fourth or fifth round. Really, really, really good defensive lineman. Defensive lineman. They also have some offensive linemen. So, you know, check out Ohio State Pro Day this week. I believe it's on Wednesday. It'll probably be on NFL Network. So check that out, and we'll learn some more about some of these players. But I'm going to get ready to get out of here. Um, yeah, Will Will Robinson, the boss. I don't disagree with you. I wouldn't mind bringing in Jar Jarvis Landry. I think he'd be a good veteran, uh, play a good slot, and could be a piece in Matt Cannon's offense. But – like I said, Cleveland's trying to get him back. I think Jarvis really liked Cleveland. He'll probably like Cleveland even more because Deshaun Watson's the quarterback and not Baker Mayfield. So, but we'll see how those things go. So, uh, but right now I'm at the 45 minute mark. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And like I said, uh, like, subscribe, subscribe to behind the steel curtain. A lot of you probably already are. I know I am. I watch the guys all the time when I'm not, when I'm not here contributing as a guest, but yeah. So you guys let's go Steeler nation. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.